It's me, Beth. Just as a preface, I don't. I, I never did English language or English lit. My opinions are basically my own. They are not um, well founded on anything other than my own thoughts. So anything that is said in this podcast is all said from my own brain, not from an intellectual standpoint. It's just a bit of funsies. Doesn't that worry you that that's how you're going to start listening to the podcast? Hi, welcome. This is the Backpackers Book Club. (laughs) That was a view, and I am... This may be... Nothing I haven't seen before. The podcast of love, but I didn't need to see into your vagina. (laughs) Is it recording? Yes. Oh! (laughs) Fucking... One of you fucking trumped. (laughs) Fucking hell, why? I'm right here. It wasn't me. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Welcome to the Backpackers Book Club. Where we talk about books and things. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Bloody hell, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a wee <laughs> long time. So sorry about that. Um, I will take the blame. We all had no, lives, and no. um, they sucked. So welcome yeah. to our February podcast. Um, <laughs> um, this is the month of Lamore. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Love doesn't just come around every month. No, sorry. <laughs> That's <a bit> wrong. <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> you were so sure. You were so sure. She put her hands on it and went, Love doesn't come around. Well, what maybe I'm it doesn't for all movies as What I was meant to say was, <laughs> Love doesn't come around just once every year for a month. There we go. Love is and all, all around all. us. Love is all around us, baby. It's everywhere. What song is that? I, I don't I thought you know. Made that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, February's pick um, was a falling in love montage by Ciara Smith. Hello, I am your host for this evening, uh, Bethany Gabbatas. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Don't wear it out. Um, and this is the book that I chose regrettably so Um, (laughs) hey nothing oh my god the last one you chose was shit as well not the last every book that i've I've chosen has been what's the next one that you picked oh lol not one that we're doing together your next one you're you're picking my next one is i'm picking i think i'm good at picking my own when it comes to 99 percent mine She's oh crossing her arms. She's head out soon. I think I've got good taste in books, but for some reason, I'm just cursed. But yes, so for February, I chose The Falling in Love Montage by Ciara Smith. Um, it is a young adult book that is sapphic. <laughs> we follow a girl called Sersha. It's not Saoirse. Sersha. His voice rang out. That's Sersha, <laughs> by the way. Well, it's not that, is it? Sersha. <laughs> <laughs> Saoirse? Yeah, it says Saoirse. I know Saoirse Ronan's been on an international tour of duty telling everyone it's Saoirse, and God knows she's a national treasure, but it's Saoirse. Okay, sorry, my bad. Like when you you start to cook something, you sear it. Right, sure. So, all right, let's take two. We follow a girl called Saoirse. Right, (laughs) 
So the book, the book is about a girl called Saoirse. No, Saoirse. The book is about a girl called Saoirse who is waiting to see if she's gotten into Oxford Uni, but she's unsure whether she wants to go. Her mum, spoiler alert, has early onset dementia. It's not early onset. That's how it's described in the book. No, because she can't remember anyone, so she's got dementia. Is it early onset? It's early onset because she got it early early in her life. life. Oh, touche. Yeah, because she got it when she was like forty rather yeah. than eighty. Oh, there it is. Yeah, but could, uh, mm, carry on. Yeah, and it's hereditary, and our our protagonist is terrified of getting it too. She is convinced that her previous partner broke up with her because of how she is coping with her parents in this situation surrounding said dementia, and has given up on love and then meets ruby at a house party and ruby is a hopeless romantic and is like i like you and our protagonist saoirse thinks that she's pretty fit and basically ruby, ruby tries to convince her no that's no, it's not because right they want a summer just a summer fling, a summer fling but still do all the like cheesy and romantic stuff so let's do it like a montage from a love Movies, where you off. don't fall in love, yeah, because but you do all the gross stuff, yeah, because Ruby is a rom com fanatic, yes, and Saoirse is a horror movie gal. The if classic you, yeah. tropes in lesbians, classic tropes, may yes. I add. We'll get into that later. Mm. For those of you who care, probably no one, but this episode is sponsored by. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> This episode It's sponsored by Love Honey. <laughs> Discreet packaging be sent to your house. You can get any toy to have I'm for your toy. <laughs> Use code Beth's Ninge for 50%. This is gonna be our first ever structured structured podcast. Unlike all of our lives, this already. podcast will have structure. I know, thank God. Hopefully that gives you an idea of what's going on. I don't want to give any spoilers, but they may occur. Um, So this is not a spoiler-free podcast. If you think it is, seriously, why are you listening? Because every every episode we say it's spoiler-free. I just it's not. Yeah. So get a clue, Scooby Doo. So the first section that I want to talk about is the actual writing style. Because I think this is the thing for me personally that I had the... I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's but directing like, that to the book. Yeah, I, I had a really big issue with it. I don't know if any of you guys did. And it's not the fact that it was young adult. I'm so... I love... Hey, hey, I love YAs. I have no qualms with YAs, actually. Apart from when they're written conversationally like we're best friends. I'm not your best friend. No, it's so informal. This book is so informal. I also felt a bit attacked. Did you? Well, yeah. As soon as we got to that search comment, I was like, all right, I'll put it down on Saturday. Sorry. What's your problem? Straight away on the defence. And I understand that that's actually part of the character, the way the character's written. The character is very defensive. But also, I don't know, for me that just made the character very problematic. Couldn't see couldn't see her own like flaws. Mm. I think she was quite emotionally manipulative. Yes. Really selfish. Yes. 
and the fact that it was written in such an informal style I was like I physically cannot get on your side because of the choices that you have made because logically I'm like surely nobody is that that far into that type of realm it's really weird because obviously I read the book Mm. the book sat at my house waiting I've kept renewing it until we finally did this podcast episode don't even have it here (laughs) I've paid fines on it I read this book I put it down I haven't thought about it since yeah now you've said oh yeah it was about this I was like oh my god yeah that did happen but also like it didn't change my life in any way it didn't add to my life in any way and it's not even like you know sometimes when you're reading you're like oh this is like someone talking to me like a friend like this is a friend telling me a story in quite a nice way no I just if someone started talking oh my god I know exactly what it's like you know when you start working somewhere new and you meet someone and they tell you everything in your life and you're like we're not friends yet Mm. I just know you from work sure and you told me how you like to get dicked down in public sure that's the vibe I got overwhelming overwhelming TMI and I also just don't care I just I think I don't care because I don't like the character Mm. I there was nothing appealing about her at all it was also like it just didn't go anywhere like did anyone at the end just go i'm wasted reading those pages because look where we are we haven't gone anywhere Mm. like even the montage stuff didn't really go anywhere like i didn't the build of excitement you know it just and this does link to the writing style it just all was just so just deflating Mm. i just didn't feel like there was no drive behind yeah what just someone going oh yeah so for breakfast i had um weetabix and my weetabix tasted like this oh my gosh and you know then i threw in some raspberries and it's the next day and yeah i'm eating weetabix again Mm. yeah thought i'd had some this time though you know um (laughs) just what just i'm sorry only you could describe a book like eating weetabix Mm, so true i feel like we've we've spoken about like montage like and its role in the book but not gone into specifics basically ruby and sasha make a list of specific montage moments that happen in romantic comedies and they want to replicate it and do those dates especially like 2000s yeah there's there's specific references throughout the book to specific rom-coms and the inspiration behind the dates that they choose to go on they were great I love rom coms, and there were some there were some corkers in there. There were, which is why I'm a bit like, I'm so upset that I didn't enjoy the book itself. It has, it had so much potential, and I think that's what's like a shame about it mm-hmm. because I, yeah, the concept's a really good idea. The it just didn't execution. follow through. Sorry, honey. It was a bad one night stand for me. Yeah, I just. One night stand where they they talk too much about themselves and they cried after sex. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. Do do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Just to round off the writing style, I think we can all agree that the writing, it it was too informal. Yeah, and just not in a, I think it was trying to be too hip. 
yeah, trying to be too down with the kids, but also is it like we're not kids. No, I think she's just not a nice character. Yeah. In my opinion, I hated the way that she treated her dad. Oh God, me too. I hated she was it. awful to her dad. She was just overly aggressive about something. I was like, you're not so being emotionally manipulative. If you're able to make those remarks and you know verbally abuse your father for something like this, like try and put yourself in his shoes, mm. like. You're not, oh, no, oh, no. And I think the problem was there was very little in the way of, like, learning from that. Yeah. Like, there was no character right. development at oh, all. We all know how much I love character development. Yeah. and there just wasn't any. No. So that's why I think if there was character development in the end, it was I would, yeah, I would have maybe rated the book a little bit higher. I not think there was, much, but, but it was very selfish and very, like, I didn't think I could fall in love, and now I have. Yeah, and I'm that, like... And that's not character development. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, all in favour of the writing style not being that good, say aye. Aye. Moving on to representation. Yes. Obviously, we have uh, queer characters. It is a lesbian lead book. Mm. I think it was good. I think it's the first um, queer book that I have actively like sought out to read. As sure. in, like usually when I read books, they have queer characters. You're in. like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't picked it up because of that. Yeah, and you, you did get this book because there were queer characters. Yeah, in it. and it, it did actually make me pick up Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I loved, and that was the the. Because the they had it. yeah, because they had queer characters in it. Mm. Um, so I, I like that it did that for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it just showed them in a very. I don't know if this is wrong to say, but generic light. Mm-hmm. In terms of in terms of stereotypes, I think it was very one tone. Mm-hmm. But again, I suppose maybe it's not a stereotype because I, I suppose like stereotypes exist for a reason. Exactly, and and all books have all romance books have stereotypes. Mm. Yeah, I just I just think it's I think it was the stereotypical stereotype of like you said, a girl, one girl likes a yeah a girly girl and a tomboy. I think I mean Beth just said I'm sorry that this was your first call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this specific book. I think for me, the book did a really good job of reminding the reader about the queer experience and how Sasha has felt growing up. Mm. Reminding us, like, sometimes, like, she'll forget that she's a lesbian and people see that in a negative way. Yeah. And I think little reminders about how queer people can sometimes become really self-aware of their sexuality. I think that was really well written about actually in this book. Yeah, I agree. Because that happens a lot. Mm. I feel I'll speak for myself. I will not speak for anybody else when I say this. But like growing up, I had a lot of imposter syndrome Mm. where like I would feel um, suddenly very aware of my sexuality and then question it 
because other people questioned it and then other times I would just completely forget that it was anything other than normal mm. because that's how it should be seen um so I really enjoyed that part of the book the relationship itself was a bit bland for me but mm. like do you know whatever it is what it is just not it's just not the type of I suppose romance that I enjoy reading about if I ignore the writing style and certain aspects of the of the character's personality I thought it was really cute yeah the actual but like we said like it had so much um potential I think it was such a cute idea doing the whole dates like I would love for this book to be my life yeah I could very much well you are you actually like are out of all of us the most likely to go on a love montage set of dates yeah like I do do you know like it's just which makes me really jealous because I'd love to do that let's just look at the date you're going on next week yeah anyone else done that thought of even thought of it I know I haven't I'm sorry if I said to Harry if I said to Harry on our first date I'm dressing up as a giraffe and I'm gonna do who wants to be a millionaire quiz with you he would be running to the hills that's so funny i think the representation was good. good it is what it was it did what needed to be done it just wasn't written about in a way that i enjoyed reading yeah but it's really contradictory that isn't it yeah which is again funny because i think for me i would talk about this book and the idea of the love montage and the queer aspect of it but i wouldn't recommend someone to read it yeah Smut scale. Ah. Were you rubbing your tits as you were singing that? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Beth's Smut Scale. I'm an avid reader of romance, and usually with romance comes uh, saucy scenes. So this is a scale that isn't not. It's not just about how bloody pornographic it gets. It's more like how much intimacy is in it. So this can be from holding hands, kissing, to full-blown, you know... There it is. I also think it's how enjoyable the smut is to read. Yeah. yeah if it's there. If it's there. Yeah. So there was a lot of kissing, hold-handing, and wanting to have sex. Um, I believe this is the character's first time mm. as well, um, which is also probably adds to the reason as to why it wasn't a huge part of the book um but it does make me feel like i do want to read a book which is more um for adult readers Mm. as i would love for that representation of like female sex obviously this book does speak about sex no but she calls it doing it yes she calls it doing it and it's never which, by the way, I'm not perverse. I don't look for this in books, but I'm just saying it as a fact. The actual act of the sex is never spoken about. Yeah. It's hinted at that it was a good time. Winky face, winky face. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this book had written out fucking a semicolon in it and a closed bracket. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's that type of book. So I'm going to say... Didn't she say wink, wink? Pretty sure. And at some point she said... Oh, no, I wasn't thinking about her in the shower. Mm. No, I wasn't. Yeah, it's very... It's just very, like, young. Mm. Yeah. It's just very I felt like young. I was reading someone's diary. Yes! yes. Yeah. There it is. That's why it made me uncomfortable. So I was yeah. like, this shouldn't be for the world to read. Mm. Yeah. So my vote on the smart scale is 
a two. Two tits out of? Two tits out of ten. <gasps> out of ten? Out of ten. It's a low. No, I get that because I don't actually no. remember them even implying that they've had sex. There so. you go. Yeah. There endeth that section, I suppose. Not much else to say. It's a very tame book. section any eggs any eggs any eggs any eggs yes any eggs so any eggs is a section which you thought was particularly eggy and you want to just flag post it mm. can be short sweet simple and when i when i say eggy i mean things that made you cringe things that made when you, you smell an egg and it's come out of nowhere and and you're like, like you've ever been to iceland what the water smells like so what the country smells like <laughs> oh, country smells. mine is a quote oh no your yours doesn't have to be yours could be anything mm -hmm. but this is what mine is so this is in the section this is on page 103 and it's when she's discussing how her and her first girlfriend broke up and she's revisiting the conversation and this is what she says <clears throat> This was my big chance to play it cool and salvage some dignity. But I love you, I whined instead. I think you're the best person I've literally ever met, and I'm going to die if you leave me. Then, close brackets, as an informal thing to the reader, don't say a word. I already know. And there is my biggest egg, I think. Sorry, I'm choking on an egg now. Yeah. If someone broke up with me, could you imagine when I got broken up with, right? If I'd gone, if you leave me, I'm gonna die. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die. That did happen. Fuck, <laughs> it did. That did. Like shocking behaviour. Nah, that's emotional manipulation, friend. And again, like the acknowledgement that it was bad. Fine, don't say a word. I already know. Get that. But not at one point, even when they become, spoiler alert, friends later on, does she apologise for that behaviour? Mm. There is no acknowledgement of what that does to the other person in the book. Yeah. And also, just the idea that that was a good character trope. And that there's just no apologeticness from this character at all. No um, consequences for that type of behaviour. Mm. And that, to me, was the eggiest bit of the book. And it feeds into this whole like selfish narrator thing that we've got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't good for me and it didn't perpetuate a good idea of a healthy relationship. Yeah. And that's not established, or it is, but just not touched on at the lengths that we need, especially if this book is advertised and targeting more younger young adults. Because it feels like it's for people who have just stepped over the threshold of middle oh, grade into young yeah. adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's my eggy moment. And so are you poaching your eggs or are you... Scrambling them. <laughs> well done. You know, I think I read this book so long ago, I don't think I can actually remember anything. Just so ignore everything book. I say in this podcast. Was <laughs> um, the whole book an egg? Oh, yeah, it was a big, furry egg. Uh, you know, I, I remember feeling a bit eggy. When she spoke about her mum and her parents' relationship, like... It's the way that she kept approaching it. And then when she was saying how selfish it was for her mum to have a child because it got passed on. and Because like, the dementia could get passed yeah, on. Yeah. And she was holding, like, grudges against her mum. 
but, and her dad, I don't know, just the way she spoke to them. You go, ooh, twitchy. Yeah, I was like, um, I felt uncomfortable reading and I think how it is hostile she was to her dad. I think it's worse because actually it's never resolved. I think yeah, if, if she I was just about to say the fact yeah. that it's never apologised for as I well. think if she had grown from it and learned from it, then I'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, you treat your dad like shit, but you, I can see a growth in you where you've realised what you've done. Mm. And but also, there was none like, of that. I think it's because, like, the feelings that she showcases are valid. 100%. I think it's because oh, her definitely. dad her dad is so nice in the book yeah. and apologises profusely all the time. And she and is constantly trying. She just like mm. shits on him. And even when she finds out things about the where proof where her dad is trying and does still care. So like when he goes and buys anniversary presents for himself so that she can then give it to him. You know, that shows that he cares but and I think this is why I say the book is so one-dimensional. The character hasn't grown at all from the beginning and the end of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, from an actor's point of view, if you start a monologue, you need to be in one place, and then by the end of the monologue, you're in a different place. Like, there needs to be an arc mm. and a change. And I, I just didn't feel any of that Didn't throughout. even go cyclical. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't move. It was a big, fat, straight line. Mm. It's a very 2D egg. Yeah, very two D egg. My egg is egg mayonnaise. Now I hate egg mayonnaise. Oh no! I know you love egg mayonnaise. I really hate mayonnaise, and I'm saying it's egg mayonnaise because I feel like the egginess spilled through the cracks of this book, and I feel like it went everywhere. And there were just elements of her eggy personality. It was her personality that was eggy for me. Yeah, and I think that's something we've all said. So I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, I just think parts of the plot and her, her character were eggy and they've just made a mess. Conclusions and questions. Um, favourite moments. My favourite <laughs> moment is a quote again. I'll be and, quick today. Yeah, here it is. And I think it was like a bittersweet quote. So the quote was, that was the thing about breaking up. You think you're over it and then something happens and you feel the loss all over again. I was like, mm, bitch, I can, I'm on your side there because that was hashtag relatable. Hashtag totally. You know, sometimes even when you, like even when I'm over things, something will pull on my heartstrings from someone that I dated, what, six years ago. And I'm like, oh, wow. So, but yeah, it was just, I mean, obviously I understand that this context is very different. But like I suppose when me and a big person in my life broke up, um, I wasn't over that for like eight months because I kept on going through that loss over and over again. I don't and think... I just related to that a lot. I yeah, no, I didn't yeah, I'm glad you said that one because I don't think I'll ever be over my first proper mm. relationship. Because it's been what five years? Four years? Mm. Yeah. And still to this day, I'll be like, what to? Mm. I want to get back together with them. Yeah. But if he messaged me, I'd be like, he. Yeah, for I sure. I guess it's. Um, you also haven't really been able to move on from it because you haven't had like a more of a serious or a nice guy come up. No, no, I have not. So I think when you have one that you're like, okay, and you have like a moment of at least happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 
but I mean, you know, I know. Mean, yeah, yeah, I do. Like exactly know someone what you mean. that you can go to the zoo with or yeah. have a picnic with. My favourite bit of the book was actually the incorporation of quite a lot of movies that I used to watch as a kid, and I liked going, "Oh my god, I remember watching that." Mm. And and still to this day, I love rom coms. Oh my god, I know what they're referring to. That's cute. I wish someone would do that with me. Yeah, that's what I like. This book so made I, me I, wish for. Yeah, this book made me go, "Hmm, wouldn't dating be lovely?" Yeah, that's what this book did. Mm. There you go. Your favorite bit? The list of movies at the back. I think that's actually quite clever. Yeah. There was a what? They were sectioned off, weren't they? Oh yeah, they were. But basically, Ciara has written the world's longest list of rom-com movies, and there's some great ones in there. I think we have to take uh, a picture of it and go through them. Yeah. Well, it is on. Head over to the Backpackers Book Club uh, Instagram page, um, because it is on there. Is it? Yeah, I put it on the story, so I would have saved it in one of the highlights. Hop through all the highlights. Um, there's some fun stuff on there, and there aren't that many, so you'll easily find it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I like movies, so that was that was a cool uh, integration into the book. Mm. To conclude, I probably wouldn't recommend this for the best sapphic romance to read. Um, however, it is a light-hearted book yeah. with good movie recommendations. Yeah, fun date idea. Yeah, I think if I think I would take that from this book. Mm. Um, I think there is a lot of hard-hitting things that are mentioned in the book. Yeah, do I think that it is the best fleshed out? Probably not. Not for me, but it could be for you. It was an easy read, fast read, and it wasn't. It wasn't painful. No. And I didn't DNF it, so that says something. That does say something. I really, I, you know, I didn't have the worst time of my life. It was very much a book. It wasn't. I gave it a three. Oh, nice. My star rating was a three. You know what? I think I gave it a three. I think on reflection, though, I would maybe question a two, but I gave it a three because it was... This was yeah. what is what it was. It was, it was what it book. was. Take it for yeah. face value. So, yeah. there we go. Yeah. How was that? My two questions for today. Okay, so the first question, um, name your favourite rom-com or romance film. The Holiday. The Holiday, lovely choice. I really wanted to watch that at Christmas and I'm really sad I didn't, especially after my granddad said that it was one of his favourite Christmas it's movies. My one of my favourite movies of all time. Um, you cannot, if you're having a shit day, whatever time of year, watch The Holiday. That's all I'm going to say. Fantastic. We love it. Jude Law, what a hunk. Uh, Kate Winslet, yeah, you're okay. Jack Black, love you. And uh, what's her name? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, get in my bed. Do you not like her? I really dislike her. Well, I don't like her accent style. I don't know her. Well, I know her very well, and she's fantastic in birth. She there. is um, <laughs> on <laughs> sex education or whatever it is. Bad teacher. Oh, oh yeah, that was a questionable yeah. movie. Ten things I hate about you. No, no, it. sorry. Oh. How to lose a guy in ten days. <laughs> I love to say hey about you though. Never seen that, but love that movie. Yeah, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, cracking movie. And mine is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I've never heard of that. Eh? It's Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet in it, and 
it is so gut-wrenching. Oh no, are you one of those? Yeah, it makes me sob. He's done other movies than The Mask and Mr. Popper's Parents. <gasps> oh my god, I love him. It's very mask. serious. It's a very he plays a really good role. Yeah, it's in very that. serious, Cam. No so, joke. Jim Carrey's serious. Yeah. No joke. Um. Oh my okay. god! Wait, Love Life in Love Five. Love Life in Five. Okay, I've got mine. Okay. Ahem. Ha! What a joke, lol. <laughs> Jason. Or ha! What is that, lol? <laughs> I have a boyfriend. Sure. Sure, I do. I do. Um, Harry's gonna be really chuffed with that one. Yeah. Good job, Harry. I know that this is kind of a lie, but kind of not. I've been out of the game for a bit. Um. Sorry, when Beth says your five five words. When Beth says she's out of the game, she's been out of the game for like a week. No, I definitely have not. No, but but. There's always someone that's very popular. Like she could walk into a room and she just has something girl. about her, and people are like, mm, "Who's that?" So I won't be able to fit through the blue door. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of serious things, in terms of serious things, it's been nearly a year, and I've not had my last relationship for two, two plus years now. My five words is. Just got started. Such fun. Aww. That's so, disgusting. Yeah. So, be yeah. happy. Yay, I'm happy for you. I am obviously happy for you. Just love is a... Just love makes me want to be sick in a second. Unless it happens to me, thing. which is so selfish. But I've always been the type of person... Unless, or I read see, about it. Or I read about it and then I <laughs> sob. I've always been the type of person where... If I see someone else in love, I'm like, that's disgusting. Obviously, like, if it's my friends, I'm like, that's sick. But on the street, mm. I'm like, ugh. Love. If it was, like, me and someone was lovey-dovey-ing me on the street, I'd be like, isn't this oh, cute? I want someone to hold my hand. Oh, I don't sound cute. I want someone to hold my hand going down the escalator into the tube. Or, like, holding my no, head. No, do you know what I want? I just want, you know, when you catch someone looking at you and you go, what? And they go, just you. Oh, yeah. I got ignored for that all the facts of fucking holding hands. If you want five <laughs> things explaining my love life, it was just that five seconds of my life. I know, so I would say just you. Just yeah. As in, like, someone, you catch someone looking at them, and you go, what? And they go, just you. Oh, uh, that's cute. <sighs> yeah. This is me desperately, <laughs> desperately trying to figure out a time when Harry's done that to me in the past six years. <laughs> Otherwise. I'm getting straight on the phone to him. I don't care if he's asleep. I need you to look at me on FaceTime. Look, we're all just <laughs> wandering souls looking for love. <laughs> um, and on that note, thank you for reading my book of the month. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Sorry, I... No, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, sorry. Um, I think some... Yeah. Cool, great. Yeah, Can I up. ask one question? Yeah. Uh, maybe just directed at you. Yes. Because you have read a lot of uh, books based on queer people. Yes. What is one good book that you would recommend if people want to read about queer characters? That is a good, that's a really good question. Just one that comes to your head that you're straight like, yeah. away, is that straight actually away. the best one? Just, yeah. Straight away, I always think of Girl, um, Woman, Girl Other. Woman Other by Bernadine Evaristo. I think representation in that book is just phenomenal anyway. Um, 
yeah, that's probably the one I would go for. I also think, just in terms of, this is kind of a segue, I don't know if this, take it or leave it, I think Adi LaRue is a really good representation of bisexuality. Mm. It very much is, and it, well, it's a perfect lead-in, so I'm going to leave it in. Yeah. Uh, so, hello, it is Sid. This month, <laughs> uh, because this week, this week tomorrow, <laughs> we're going to be, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Adi LaRue. So you're going to get this by the end of March, because it is March. Pick of the month. Oh, you're probably not going to get it, but no, you mean, anyway. Um, Sid's choice. It's, yes, it is my choice. It is B.E. Schwab's. The Invisible Life of Adi LaRue, much to Cam's dismay, it was a chunky book. Um, and over 500 pages should just be illegal. <laughs> but I did not DNF it. No, spoiler, I finished the book. She did finish the book. Memoirs are still ongoing. Oh, have you got any further? No. Of course you haven't. But it's on my bedside table to keep picking up next. I just keep putting books on top of it, you know? That's you're funny. hiding it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. In um, plain sight. But... Yes, just a very, very short, if you've not read Adi LaRue, it follows a girl who basically has sold her soul and can live forever. That's a nice little... Yeah, that's all you need to know. Uh, that's all you need to know. That's a one sentence, what's it called when you do like the... That's an elevator pitch for the book. Yeah. Um, so very good synopsis as well. Thank you. Uh, so join us when the next podcast comes out and after March we will be back to our hopefully regularly scheduled fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know if you did read Daddy the Room along with us um, and Cam is going to take over and do the ending spiel. Great, Cam, take it away. Well, I am just going to say, if you want to hear more about uh, queer books that we read, join in with us on in June uh, because we will be each picking a queer book for lgbtqia plus awareness month um thank you for listening please go like subscribe to our podcast um check beth out on booktube it's just beth g and check us out on instagram backpackers book club to find out sooner our book of the month and to read along with us and give us a chat you never know if we you might want to include you on here if you are listening on Spotify, there is now something where you can rate us. Yay! Yay. So rate away. Uh, if it's a lower than a five star, don't. Uh, yeah, you can do it on Apple too. Give us those five stars because why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's about it. Um, have a great month of more. Oh wait, you've missed it. Haha, <laughs> you're unloved and alone. <laughs> Join the club. It's all right. Bloody hell. Bloody old fire. Who invited you to this one? Happy month of L'Amour. I hope you get good intercourse. Sex. sex. Happy month of March. You were going to say fucking. No, I was oh. going to say February, but it's March. So, oh. huh? I'm really funny. <laughs> Happy month of fucking. <laughs> oh no, it's not stopping. <laughs> ah! Are you getting fucked? <laughs> it won't what, stop. Your it won't stop. <laughs> stop. Beth, I can't make it stop. Oh my god, don't.